Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is January 10th, 2020. So it is almost 1.30 in the morning, and for that reason, I will not be before you long. So, I have a bit of a story to tell you guys, and to share with you, and I am hoping that you will understand this parable, and if not, I hope that when the time is right for your understanding to be opened concerning parables of life, that you will get it and it will just click. So I have been on a dating scene, and in my last podcast called Date Night, that particular person I had a really good time with, do go back and listen to that podcast. As usual, I need you guys to catch up and keep up. So I met another gentleman, and... (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm going to start with this, this parable. So when I first met this man, it felt like something in my belly was leaping. There's a story in the Bible with the two Marys. I believe it's in the book of John. The two Marys came together. One was pregnant with Jesus. The other one was pregnant with John the Baptist. And the Bible says when the two of them came together, both of their babies began to leap within their womb. And so when I met this gentleman, I had a very similar experience. It was like something in my belly was leaping. And I didn't know what it was, but I was certainly curious as to what it all meant. And so we spoke on the phone for the first time, and the conversation just flowed. And then all of a sudden, he started talking about sex, and I felt very uncomfortable. Now, sex is human nature. People do it all the time. People talk about sex, whatever it is that humans do, that's what humans do. But for some odd reason, when it came to him, not only did I feel uncomfortable, but I got mad. And so I let him know that he made me uncomfortable with his gesture, and I got off of the phone. Well, I was initially I was trying to get off the phone, but he was preventing me from getting off of the phone, but eventually I got off of the phone. And he said, you know, why is it that you run? And I said to him, I'm not running. You're making me uncomfortable by talking about something that I don't want to hear about. For whatever reason he had, he wasn't comprehending it. In his mind, he had needed to psychoanalyze why I did not want to talk about sex, but I would talk about anything else under the sun. He did not want to just leave well enough alone. He did not want to respect 
my boundaries. He just wanted curiosity to kill his cat. So he did it the first time. He did it the second time. I cut him off. He came back around. And then he did it the third time. And then he did it the fourth time. And I'm like, oh my God, like, why do you keep doing something that I'm telling you makes me uncomfortable? I am so livid with you right now. I got off of the phone and the next thing I knew, I get an unsolicited dick pic. And I knew he sent that picture just to see what I was going to do. And so I called him out on it and I said, you just, you want to agitate me. You want to offend me. You want to make me uncomfortable. You want to see what it is that I'm going to do. And so I'm not going to meet up with you. I'm not going to go any further with you because I don't want to be in your presence for you to do the very thing that you know makes me uncomfortable and you're going to do it on purpose just to see my reaction. You're so curious as to why talking about sex with you makes me so uncomfortable. You just got to get an answer. You just don't want to chill. You just don't want to respect my boundaries. If I, you guys, I tell you, if I was in front of him, I was so livid. I felt the heat in my face. I felt my blood boiling. I could feel all the heat just all up in my cheeks. And if I was in front of him, I would have been like banging on tables or something. You know, I would have turned into the, I'm being melodramatic. I would have turned into the exorcist and jumped on him and started choking him and spitting out green stuff like the exorcist. I was so mad. (laughs) I was so damn mad. Oh, God. I was so mad. And so I ran into this whole tyrant with him and saying, you know, this is a lot happening. Like, you don't like it when I leave. I don't like it when you make me feel uncomfortable. If this is happening so early, all of this like drama is happening so early. What's going to happen later on down the line? Like, what if I want to like have my wusa moment, my my moment to myself, my zen that I always have when I want to self-reflect on my day or something. You're going to think it's a problem and you don't want to give me my space and my privacy so that I can self-reflect and you're going to just keep poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear. You're the one that'll go into my cell phone looking for something that ain't there. You're the one that'll be all in my email and all in my messages looking for something that ain't there. But the point is you'll be violating my privacy because you're so curious that you don't know that you're putting yourself in a position for me to not trust you. You don't even realize that I'm not feeling emotionally safe. Any person that does not feel comfortable leaves nobody in their right minds sticks around a person that makes them feel uncomfortable or keeps putting themselves in a situation that makes them feel uncomfortable nobody would trust a person that makes them feel emotionally unsafe you're just the one (coughs) excuse me That will violate somebody else's privacy. Being 
curious and analyst, like psychoanalyzing everything. It was too much, and so I ended things with him. Not that there was anything to end, but I needed him to make his exit. Now, usually when one adult tells another adult to stop, they just stop. They leave it alone. Some people leave it alone. Some people will say why they get an answer, (coughs) excuse me, then they leave it alone. He was not that type of person. He was, he is the type of person that needs to get to the heart of, of the matter, like, um, a, um, psychotherapist. When you go and see a psychotherapist, they don't just look at the surface of things. They don't look at the middle part. They look at the groundwork and they pull up all the roots, all those emotions, all those memories, and they bring you to a place of healing. And then you go off. This is a type of person that he is. He just didn't realize it. So, there's a story in the Bible about King Saul and King David. And David played the harp. And anytime Saul was angry, David would play the harp and it would be soothing to his soul. And then when the harp would stop playing, Saul would, the Bible says that the spirit of anger would rest upon King Saul. And King Saul would just get very angry with David and throw javelins at him and try to kill King David and so forth and so on. And with this man that I met, there was a similar situation happening. Anytime we talked about anything under the sun, family, friends, relationships, God, work, life lessons, it was very soothing to my soul. It was like he was playing the harp, had so much peace and serenity. The moment that man talked about sex, the spirit of anger would rest upon me. And if I had a javelin, I would throw it at him. I'd be trying to kill him. And so I said to myself, you know, if one of my friends were to come talk to me about sex, if it was another man talking to me about sex, I'm absolutely open to having the discussion. As in sex education, not having a discussion in a sexual way to masturbate, that's not me. So I asked myself, why is it when this man talks about me, talks to me about sex, do I want to throw a javelin at him if I had one? And why would I want to turn into the exorcist and choke him out? and throw up green stuff on them. (laughs) I'm being melodramatic, but this, I promise you my blood, I could feel my blood boiling. And so when I calmed down, I thought about it and I said, you know something, there's always pain when you're birthing purpose. When two people come together that is destined to come together, 
opportunities begin to open up for both people. It's like a master key and a master lock. When you put the two together, the door opens. Anytime you want to start a business, it's always painful birthing that baby. And when I met this guy, I felt something in my belly leap. It's almost like if you could take purpose and put it in the palm of your hand and feel it and see what it looks like and see its shape. This is what it was inside of my belly. I was birthing. Being in his presence was equivalent to birthing purpose. And the spirit of anger or anger was resting on me to prevent us from having sex out of wedlock. He would be willing to do it. But as long as I was angry, of course, I'm not going to have sex with a man and I'm angry. God knew that. That's why God did what he did. If you look at, at the story in the Bible with King Saul and King David, you'll see that God was the one that sent that spirit of anger to King um, Saul. It wasn't the devil. King Saul might have been out of his mind, whatever the case may be here and there, for you know a multitude of reasons if you read the story of King Saul. But it was God who was... Sending that spirit to King Saul. Keeping David and Saul apart to a certain degree. They had purpose in their relationship with each other that needed to be carried out. And as long as David played that harp to soothe Saul's soul, all was well. As long as that young man kept talking about everything up under the sun, playing the harp, it was very soothing to my soul. The minute that, excuse me, man, talked about sex, boom, there was the spirit of anger. And so I mentioned a piece of that to this gentleman, and I told him, you know, it's like I can feel purpose in my belly whenever I am, you know, talking to you. I felt that the very first day that we met, even as I am sitting here, one um, thirty-eight in the morning, talking to you guys on this podcast, I can still feel that purpose in my belly. And I really want to go and make up with this guy and like get back on good terms with him because I'm very curious to see what this purpose is and these birth pains <laughs> it's not easy any mother who's given birth through the vaginal canal knows what labor pain feels like even if you had a c-section you know what contractions feel like that's some painful stuff. And for you men that are listening to this, let me tell you how contractions feel to a woman. It's like getting kicked in your nuts 
every two to three minutes for hours on end. That's what contractions feel like for a woman. So anyhow, I do want to go and kind of smooth things over with this gentleman because I am curious about what this purpose is. What will God do when the two of us like come together for purpose and not sex? At the same time, I know that every single time I talk to him or interact with him or be around him, he's going to bring up sex and make me uncomfortable and that's going to piss me off. I'm going to be so livid. And because I have common sense, I'm not going to put myself in the presence of someone who's not going to respect my boundaries, who's not going to honor what I'm saying, who's not going to be disrespectful, and who's going to purposely and strategically make me uncomfortable, all for the sake of curiosity. I'm not going to do it. So I said all of this to say to you guys, sometimes you'll meet people in life that will mirror, number one, they will mirror you, things about you that needs to that you need to let go of. And also you'll meet people in life that you're really not supposed to have sex with. That person is really not your king or your queen. They are there for another purpose, for an opportunity. Whatever opportunity it is that God has planned for the two of you. The other thing that I'm feeling like sharing with you guys is about happiness. Happiness is something that comes from within. No one can make you happy. However, you can meet people that will bring you two types of happiness. The first type of happiness is completion. This means that you are already happy within yourself, with your life, with your mindset, you know, whatever you have going on. And so a person will come along that will complete your happiness and you will feel completed. This is a person that, um, in my opinion, you can marry. The second type of happiness is enhancement. This is a person that will come into your life when you're already happy and they will bring your level of happiness to a whole nother level. They will enhance your happiness. This person, in my opinion, is a seasonal person. They're only in your life for a season. And then once you learn what it is that you need to learn about yourself to share with the world, that person will all of a sudden disappear. So I hope that you glean much uh, from this story of mine, my dating life. (laughs) And um, pay attention. I, I say this, you know, quite often to pay attention. Um, to your life and to patterns and cycles. Um, 
there's a lot of things that you'll find happening to you that you can relate to the Bible. You'll only be able to see it if you are spiritually awakened. If you're not, you know, it'd be kind of hard to see it. But like I said, at the right Karyos moment, at the set point in time, God will make it happen. Shalom.